Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of RinkWise, New England's premier hockey podcast produced by the New England Hockey Journal. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. Joining us again in studio today is our very own Evan Miranowski. Evan, welcome back again. I am happy to be here, Stephanie. Great to be with you and the fun of the beginning of, of prep season and the end and even in the middle is that we get to do these episodes. So it's always fun. Oh, it's a blast. And I mean, I think we just have great shows together. I hope the people think we do. I, th- I think we do. I enjoy it thoroughly. So I hope the people at home are enjoying it just as much. And it's great to be able to talk about girls hockey today. Having just as much fun as we are, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully they're just having a blast listening. They're just having a party listening. Maybe we're on at a party or something like that. So. Well, we're still waiting to come up with a really good name for our show, too. Yes. That it, one of these days, we'll think of it. It'll, it'll, we'll come up with something. I don't know what it'll be, but hopefully we'll use our creative minds and come up with something. Maybe the listeners will think of something and submit it. Who knows? But we'll, we'll think of something. We will. And so recently, just having a chance to catch up on the boys' prep preview leading into the playoffs next week so obviously today we want to talk a little bit about the girls yes what we can expect next week heading into the playoffs yes and i imagine you're pretty excited because it's your first it's your first go of it in the in the knapsack for the playoffs it's fun right not bad yeah for first year transitioning i've nailed it on the first try so we'll see see what can happen next week it's going to be exciting and and what i find interesting is we're used to more of like a three or four week playoff run. So it's a lot longer. And with the prep, it's only one week. Yeah, it's so like four days. We're like, <laughs> that's it? Like, like it's done. We're used to like a marathon and this is like a, a playoff sprint basically with one week. So. I know. It's an interesting, because when I was in the MIA, it was a couple weeks. And then transitioning to prep, it's like, oh my God, it's like <laughs> almost done. Like it's so quick. It's it's long, yeah. And we used to joke like if if you made the, the championship in the MIAA, like you're almost playing a whole extra month compared to maybe teams that didn't make the playoffs. So it's, it's a lot actually. Like it's, you really, you, you tack that on practicing every day and just that grind of the season. It's, it's a lot. So the prep is one week. So, and we're, we're scheduled to start next week. And uh, I think just like the boys, I think it's going to be a really exciting field that we have ahead of us. It should be fun. It's an interesting group. And right now I think you're projected to be in the big school tournament, which will be fun. I mean, did you, ex- before we get into the other teams, cause I don't want this to be just Austin prep, but I am curious. I mean, did you expect this? Was this the expectation? I mean, it's the hope, but like, did you honestly expect this? Well, that's a great question. And I think the biggest question mark for, for me was the fact that we lost 12 players from last year. So that was the only, I'd say, hesitation, if you will, that I guess we didn't really know what to expect. And we are a lot thinner than, than last year. I mean, this is losing 12 players was just a really sort of unknown. And so again, just pleasantly surprised with how well I think this group has stepped up. And I can't say enough about our top players this year and just really how well they've performed and we have a new goaltender she's been outstanding really just a I think a backbone and and net for us and just a much thinner roster but they're 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 making it work yeah pulling out a bunch of wins and I think just a great first year so far in the league against great competition so that's the most important thing but awesome competition yeah um, to the elite eight speaking of good competition (laughs) the teams in the elite eight as of right now projected again we're recording we are recording this on Thursday February 23rd it'll change by the time you hear it potentially but Williston one Andover two Tabor three Kent four Nobles five Dexter six seven Loomis eight Milton before we dive into each team I mean what are you when you look at this Elite Eight group, what do you see? Are there 
big differences in teams? Are there overwhelming favorites or is it all very close? How do you see it? Yeah. And great question. And again, of course we should just note that these are currently, t- if the season ended today, this yeah. is what the standings Thursday, would look February like. Thursday, February 23rd. That makes uh, sure let's clear that up. You know, most teams are going to have one more game or two more games. So there could be some slight changes. But again, if the season ended today, this is how it would shake out. And my opinion for the Elite Eight, that is pretty accurate. That would be really the teams that I would have there. And we've sort of had the luxury that we've gotten to play some of them. So I, I think that uh, clearly Williston seems to be the, the target this year. They have had a near perfect season only one slight blemish if you want to call it that with a tie <laughs> on their on their on their record but aside from that there really seem to be the team that everyone's chasing and and Evan that's kind of interesting because for years probably the better part of a decade or so it's been Nobles mm-hmm. that has been the team that everyone has been chasing as the number one so a little bit of a, a change there but I think clearly they are the team that uh the Cushing, if you will, on the boys' side that everyone's going to be chasing. With Williston, I mean, that's it's an interesting group because, as you know, they won it last year and kind of, not an upset, but to beat, to take down the mighty Nobles, in a sense. It was Nobles' only loss last season. That's the thing. The and so, But do you see this becoming a long-term thing where Williston is, and again, we don't know the, the roster for the next coming years. This isn't college or even the, the NHL or anything like that. But do you see Williston as a team that, in the future, is the powerhouse like has there been kind of a changing of the guard at the top? Well, it's I an interesting question. It, it definitely is, and I, I think we'll see what happens next week. That could very well be, but I think uh, to help answer your question, I see the top five teams that you just mentioned: Williston, Andover, Tabor, Kent, Nobles, really close. So, of course, we have to have a one through five ranking. But what I see, and and I know that just for example. A lot of these teams have played each other. It's been really close games, right down to the wire, like a one-goal game, but it's been come down to a, like an empty net goal or right down to the last minute or two of the game. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's, the, that's the, the fun of the top five, and it feels like even, like as, of, as we said, as of now, Nobles at five, that feels like a team that could kind of make a, not an upset, but it's a lower seed that might actually kind of make a little run there. Don't count them out. Yeah, you can't count out Tom Reeser in that group, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's going to be really close. And uh, Andover, the number two team, I mean, honestly, I think this is probably the best team that Phillips Andover's had. Which, credit to you, beginning of the year, I think in our preseason top 10, Andover was like eight or nine. And you said, hey, that's in the wrong spot. You said yeah. that, sh- that team should be higher. That was your team. Project that was lower that should have been higher, and you're right. Got to pat yourself on the back there. I mean, geez. Hey, Evan, listen. This is <laughs> when you t- when you get the wins, you got to enjoy them. Yes. And that was that was a good take. That was a really good take. And and what's worked with them this year? Why why has it worked out? Well, there's there's a few things. So they're again, if we looking at some of our predictions on the boys' side, I mean, they are just good everywhere. It's just an incredibly well rounded team, and they possess just a ton of of depth. It's they're outstanding in net. They have incredible defensemen, and they probably have four or five lines of forwards that they can just roll. Five lines, <laughs> if they want. Yeah, if they want, they can they can go that deep. So they just they they retained a lot of talent from last year, and they also were able to bring in some new kids and, and particularly some some veteran players. So again, Martha's been there a long time. They've had a lot of good teams, but I think this is probably the best team they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, again, like Lulu Rourke and Ann, Ann Averill and Olivia McManus. Feels like that team, from what you're saying, kind of has all the ingredients to 
make a run. New England Hockey Journal's Rinkwise podcast will return after this message. All right, class, it's the NCAA Men's Frozen Four. Welcome to Fandom 101. Want to help your team rule the rink? Here's your assignment. Lesson one, go big for every goal. Two, when you bring it, bring enough for the whole class. And three, attendance is encouraged, but passion is mandatory. The NCAA Men's Frozen Four, April 6th and 8th at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida. Buy your tickets today at NCAA.com slash MFrozen4. Class dismissed. Do you want to become a better hockey player this summer with Paul Vincent Hockey? Since 1972, Paul Vincent, currently the head skills instructor of the Florida Panthers, has been developing NHL and college hockey players. Paul Vincent stands by his saying, there is always room for player development. Players such as Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Keith Yandel, Matt Grizzlick, Patrick Sharp, Adam Oates, and many more have trained with Coach Vincent and his staff and have outstanding results. Join Paul Vincent this summer at one of his four Massachusetts locations, Canton, Saugus, Middleton, and Falmouth on Cape Cod. To reserve your spot today, go to pvhockey.com or call 978-807-4070. That's pvhockey.com or call 978-807-4070. Paul Vincent is ready to get back to work this summer. Are you? The question to me, it feels it feels like Wilson Nandover at the top, right? Let's say they're in the final. Yeah. Let's just let's just say they're in the final. Little prediction. Yeah. Little prediction in the middle of the show, not even at the end. But I mean, I won't. I guess I won't hold you to a prediction here. We'll do that later. But do you think Andover has what it takes to potentially dethrone a team like Williston? I think they do. And I know the those two teams recently played each other, and Williston came away with a win. It was one nothing, so it just shows you how close it's close that was. And uh, I think they listen. I think both of those teams absolutely have what it takes to win. And I guess if I had to make a prediction, of course that could easily be a championship matchup. But I I would say that Williston or Andover will absolutely lock in at least one of the spots in the championship. But I just know also how good Tabor, Kent, and Nobles are. And I would say it's going to come down to one of those teams being in the, the championship as well. With a team like Tabor, because we'll kind of go team by team here, what makes them as good as they have been and, and potentially run worthy? Yeah, they, they also just they have a great coach. They have a lot of returners, and they, they do really well. Like They bring in a lot of talent from the South Shore. So a lot of the, in the select hockey world, a lot of the, the top players from like the Breakers organization, the Spitfires organization. So they've really done a great job in kind of cashing in on that talent in that area of Massachusetts. And Eric Long just does a great job. He's been there for a long time, veteran coach, and he's just got a lot of talent to work with. So... These five teams, again, that we mentioned, I would sort of classify them as the heavyweights, if you will, and the elite eight, Mm -hmm. and just all possess great depth, great goaltending, great on defense, great on forwards, and not that Dexter or Loomis or Milton aren't as good, but they're in the elite eight, so of course they're good, but I just see that those top five teams just have a little bit more depth, and again, kind of the heavyweights, if you will. When you look at, like, the top five, right, and you kind of, you mentioned it there a bit, Williston and Nobles feel like the favorites, Dexter through Milton, and the projected elite eight we have right now, include Dexter, Loomis, and Milton, they're, they're there, but they're, they're not quite to the level of the top five. This is always an interesting discussion in the playoffs, and this can this goes to when there used to be the Super 8 in the, MI, in the MIAA. Do you think it is better to be 
like a seven or an eight seed in the elite eight or a top seed in the big school or small school tournament? Oh, that's, I feel like that's the ultimate dilemma. That is, that is a very tricky question. And if you're, if you're the number one, for example, the expectation is that you should win, right? That's, that's kind of, so that's a lot of pressure. And we used to experience that a lot, Austin Prep in the MIAA, like we were generally the top team for the better part of four or five or six years. And we've said you often get everybody's best game and you are circled on everybody's calendars as the game and everybody wants to beat you. So it's a lot of, it's, there's a saying, it's, it, it's hard to get to the top of the mountain, but it's even harder to stay at the top. Yes. Of the to fend them off as they're coming up the mountain to get, you're like fending them off to keep them away. That's right. But it's funny. Cause I've always thought for me, it's, it's, I understand the desire to be in the elite eight. I get it. But if, to me, if you're that six, seven or eight seed and, and on the boys side, it's a little different. I think the boys, those, those eight, I mean, I, I said there was a top three, but I do think any of those teams below them could kind of push up. I, I think I'd rather be a top seed in the, in the, one of the other tournaments. Cause I just think that there's, you can play more games. Like when I was playing in, in high school, again, it's a different, different league, but in the MIAA, like I was always, we'd always say like, let's make the, the regular tournament and make a run rather than, Hey, let's be in the elite eight face a, a top team and, or in the super eight. And I, and that's, it's different strokes for different folks on that. So I can't like get too deep into that, but I'm curious as a, as a coach, what your take was on that, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And you're in the elite eight, so there's no bad teams. And no, you my know, God, I, they're I, too good. <laughs> I think just with the top five, just, that was just my observation. I just think that those teams just possess more depth. I think if I had to have one thing that kind of set them apart, but Dexter, they got a great goaltender and they also can run three or four lines very mm -hmm. easily. And Ainsley Moulton in net for them who's committed to Merrimack College. I mean, that's, again, a goalie that can steal a game, mm -hmm. as we said. So obviously having those tools, you can you can pull a big upset and you can go far. And Loomis, who's ranked number seven, I mean, they also were the one team who uh, tied Williston this year, the, the the one blemish on their record. So if you can tie Williston, you can you can beat them. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and so it, to me, again, it feels like anybody can win, which is the, the, the beauty of this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, it, to me, like the Williston and over at the top, but then like, I still look at Nobles at five and go, mm, yeah. mm, that's yeah. hard. Like that's a, te a historic team that you just have a tough time counting out. Kind of like Salisbury over on the boys side. Like you're right. really going to count Salisbury out of this one. Well, and Nobles, again, we, we played them and they've, with most of their opponents, they dominate in shots. They dominate in puck possession and they just, they're fast, they're dynamic, and they just have so many tools. I think their number one issue has just been scoring. They just haven't been able to score goals kind of like they, they have in the past. So by no means are they a bad team, but I think that's just been their their issue. And they do have a loss to Tabor and Williston, Andover, and Kent. However, besides Andover, who they lost, I believe, 4 nothing to, which was, I was a little surprised to see that score. That is a surprising score. But all their other losses have been one goals. And it's either come right down to the wire or it's been an empty net. So it just shows you how close this field is going to be. And I think we also did make this prediction to start the season that there's not going to be one team that just runs away with it this year. It's going to be really tough, gritty games. And I think it's going to be a one-goal game for whoever comes away with the championship and, and it feels like it's going to be very close at the top with the elite eight like it's no team is running away with it he said it feels like those top five are kind of the the big dogs on campus there 
New England Hockey Journal's RinkWise podcast will return after this message. Do you want to skate fast? For 50 years, Laura Stam instructors have taught youth players to pros how to skate correctly, powerfully, and fast. Players who attend Laura Stam power skating programs learn how to skate fast by learning how to execute every maneuver in hockey. They become powerful, stable, efficient, and explosively fast skaters. If you can't wait for a clinic, join our subscription skills video service and we'll show you the skills taught at our clinics in an easy-to-use video format with training plans to guide your training. Register or subscribe now at laurastam.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-S-T-A-M-M dot com. You can learn to skate fast. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Moving into the other projected brackets with big school and the small school, we'll keep it in your neck of the woods with the the big school. Might as well. Might as well. As of right now, again... Recording this February 23rd, St. Paul's 1, Westminster 2, Austin Prep 3, Taft 4, BBN 5, Choate 6. Who stands out among those? you got to be careful. You can't say anything bad about any of these. You can't be giving them bulletin board material. But who stands out among those teams that, that really could pose a big threat to, to make a run at it? Yeah, listen, it's St. Paul's has had a great season, and that's under new head coach Kelly Mackey. So she took over Heather Farrell, who had been there a long time, and she's done a great job in her first year. They they've they have a great goaltender in net, and again, they have, they have a lot of depth. So I, I think that's a pretty accurate ranking for them. And Westminster, honestly, I haven't had a chance to see them play. They're a Connecticut team, but they have a UConn Division One commit in Shannon Moran and Net. So clearly, going to be a hard team to play against. They've they've beautiful had, new arena there as well. Oh yeah, it's beautiful, just like Sacred Heart. As we yeah, said, goodness. Some of these, some of these places, almost like an NHL program. It is. That's the beauty, and and you see some of these prep schools even like Cushing. Cush, I mean, that's a borderline college arena in there. I mean, it's right. So, like a lot, a lot of these places have beautiful facilities and commit to a UConn or a Sacred Heart these days. I mean, the facilities are just incredible. So, crazy big, big draw for those programs. For oh sure. yeah, and and the of course right now Austin Prep is is again if the season ended today they'd be three out of six and the the four five and six with Taft BBNN Cho Fair who's I know not listed currently in the top six but they've been sort of interchanging mm-hmm. I'd say over the last week or two of the season so again I think just like the Elite Eight I think this will be an incredibly close bracket and typically I believe the way that they they do it is the the first playoff game would be Wednesday the second would be Friday and Saturday of course the championships but so one and two would get a bye and three four five six would play off on Wednesday so I, I just I think that these will be all again just like as we said in the elite eight very close games and one goal games overtimes and we still have one or two teams that are just on the outside that could also 
swoop in if they they finish off with a win in their final games of the season. That's the thing, and and it's still technically not done yet. It is after we're, when this is dropping, it's done. But from when we're recording, it's not over in the small right now. Projected Groton one, Cushing two, New Hampton three, Lawrence Academy four. Ports with Abby five and six Millbrook. What are you noticing out of them? Who, you know, is could one of those smaller seeds make a run or is it the top is the top? Yeah, it's in another sort of interesting bracket. And I think a, a few things that's worth noting here, as I told you before the show, Groton, they've really having a great season, probably one of their better seasons they've had sort of surging onto the the scene this year. So they're currently, again, at the season end today, number one, Cushing, who's always in the mix, either in that Elite Eight or... Sam Tabor. Oh, she's a she's a game changer, just as uh, some of these big players we've been talking about on the teams. I mean, she she's absolutely a game changer. BC Hockey commit as a 12-year-old, by the way, back before they <laughs> changed the rule back to junior year. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. she... She listen. She I had a chance to work with Sam for a few years, and just a, a great kid. And she was absolutely probably the best twelve year old that I had ever seen. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, she was that good. And recently represented Team USA with the U eighteen Worlds, and fantastic kid, fantastic player, and can really run away with the game for, mm-hmm. for the team. She's that good. I so. can't imagine where I would have wanted to commit to college at twelve years old. I would have been <laughs> like, oh, I want to go to college on, on Mars or something like that. But good for her. That's incredible. Yeah, so you have to kind of have those two teams. I mean, Cushing's always in that mix, as we said, for either the Elite Eight or the, the next round, which would be small school. And Portsmouth Abbey, who's currently in number five, I think we should also note this would be their first playoff appearance, if this holds. Mm-hmm. It, Incredible. It sounds like it probably will. So, yeah, we we actually played them this season, and we, we lost. And they were they were a tough opponent. We I think we've probably had the worst travel schedule in all of prep hockey this year <laughs> as the... The new kid on the block. So I think probably like 95% of our games have been away. So what fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I think to be expected, right. As the Those bus rides. A <laughs> lo- lot of time on the bus together. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, they're, they're tough. They Kirk Carter, the, the head coach there, he's been there for a while now and he's just done a great job with that program and great guy loves hockey. You know, the team loves them and just really happy for them. If, if of course this, this holds up. And again, I, I think with all these teams, it's, it's, there's no, there's not one team that I look at in either of these brackets that I think is a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is a good thing. Cause again, it means the hockey is going to be very, very good. And it should be really interesting to see how you guys do too. You can't be forgotten that you're in this whole thing. So as I said at the beginning, it should be interesting all around. Do you want to make an elite eight prediction? Well, I... Or do you want to withhold from that? No, I, I think it's... Listen, I, I think that, as I said, I, I'm going to give... Williston is definitely, I, I would say, going to take one of those spots, mm-hmm. championship. And right now, I just think that two, three, four, five is really close with those opponents. I, I think that my prediction is, even though Nobles is five, don't count them out that between those opponents it's really just going to be that close still who's going to take uh the other spot but i would say i'm going to i'm going to give one of them to williston for sure yeah i'll say williston to win the whole thing yeah i'll say that i mean it just seems like they are having an outstanding year again feels like it's kind of their time and quite the season from them sure is and they've been very consistent this season too and i think that's that's a key thing to note i think with opponents because it's a long season and it is really hard to be consistent at times and they've done a very good job of just 
holding strong. And they've played, put it this way, they've played every opponent this season that they would potentially face in a championship. So that's a good place to be in. That's a very good place to be in. <laughs> and the one tie was to Loomis, which who is in their bracket, who potentially be in their bracket. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting no, it's, stuff. It's going to be great hockey, and the other two divisions, it's just it's going to be hard to tell. I mean, obviously with the big school, I would love to see us. <laughs> I was going to say, course, you're going to yourself, but it's it, it, jokingly, I was I was talking to uh, someone before this, and we have a much different roster than last year. Last year was just kind of the dream team, and I it puts into perspective a little bit if we could have started with last year's team, but the I don't want to say an advantage, but I guess maybe in a way it is is we're used to four weeks of playoffs. And the one week is, it's, it's so, so much smaller. So like just that grind of the, we're used to more of a marathon and sort of a grind of the playoffs, which is one week next week. So it's a sprint sprint. (laughs) So you essentially have to win three games to win a championship. And like, in a way like that's, I see that as a bit of an advantage to us because it's just, we're just used to sort of a much longer haul and more exhausting playoff run. Yeah. It should be interesting, whatever ends up happening with the big school and the small school. I will say, we're going to have a lot of coverage over at New England Hockey Journal, the website. We're going to have a lot of score pages, schedule pages, hopefully recaps from the big championship games. So it should be a really fun... You have a lot of coverage with us over New England Hockey Journal, so I'm really excited for that. As always, a lot of coverage and definitely the best place to get it, right, Evan? Yeah, that's right. You can't beat us, that's for sure. But it's it'll be fun. I'm excited for it. Well, you'll have to hopefully make a little promise if we make the championship you gotta that's right that's right if you're in it my goodness well yeah i can't miss that are you kidding me that's i i'd have to be there for that so we'll have to do a staff outing i think yeah (laughs) get get yaz over there yes of course yeah come in yeah exactly i mean come on if you're in it geez we we gotta be there so it'll be fun of course well any predictions other predictions in the other uh, divisions before we sign out i'm gonna make a bold prediction i think cushing wins the small school i'm not gonna predict the big school one because if i say if i say you it's gonna seem biased if i don't say you and then you end up winning it i'm gonna feel i'm gonna be like oh man i'm gonna be mad at you you're gonna just throw it right in my face so i'm gonna i'm gonna actually i guess i'll be a coward the big school and i won't do the, the prediction there but i'll say cushing wins the small school fair enough and i i think we we both agree that again it's going to be three divisions of incredible hockey yes exciting hockey next week and once again is there anything better than playoff hockey no there's nothing nothing beats it nothing beats it which is the beauty of our sport and our industry which is great well as always evan thanks so much for your insight of course glad i could be here joining us in studio and of course we'll have a lot of great coverage next week and post playoffs once Which we get our championships. I'm excited for it. should be fun. And that does it for this edition of Rinkwise. Our podcast is produced by David Yaz. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Any Hockey Journal. And subscribe online at HockeyJournal.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. Rinkwise is a Siemens Media Production.